Welcome everyone to the second episode of Techletical, a place where uh, four college friends talk about tech, their lives as professionals uh, and college. Today I am your host Ayush and with me I have Samarth, I have Yashwant as well as Dheeraj. So the one question that most of us get asked very frequently from our juniors and like uh, a bunch of other people is how important is dsa for our placements and uh, let's start off with uh, dheeraj the guy who's working in amazon right now so dheeraj can you tell how important is dsa for placements yeah hi everyone so uh, from my perspective dsa is very much important it acts like a bridge uh, when you are uh, um, want to apply to companies like facebook apple amazon netflix google basically the fang companies so the first round in all these companies they'll be uh, testing you on your core concepts of dsa by dsa i don't mean advanced uh, dsa concepts but the basic concepts of dsa like you must know what exactly stack is what exactly queue is just you need not uh, know to write the code but you must understand the internal logic of how a hash map functions and all those things so i feel like if you know dsa and you are very much confident and you have a good grasp on the basics of dsa then it will ease your way through the campus placement as well as through the off campus placements as well so uh, coming to uh, yashwan what, what are your thoughts so you got an off campus job right uh, so what was your experience with dsa yeah i got an off campus job so i'll start with that so one thing is dsa is important but for off campus it's not that important i'll say because in uh, I, one one of the things that uh, uh, companies look at dsa is like a filtering process obviously dsa is very much helpful in your day to day tasks in your company but companies also keep tough questions or easy questions based on the number of candidates coming applying at that job in in on campus for example amazon came and literally around 1500 people applied i guess i'm not pretty sure though 1500 people applied and they had to filter something uh, filter out people so they were doing that in off campus uh, if you are targeting a company and if applying you uh, there's not really much of competition over that so it's only your profile that stands out over there to get a call from them but definitely uh, they do ask uh, dsa questions and again for off campus it's it's again based on the role if you are applying for the same software engineering role or sde1 or stuff like that they'll definitely ask all the exotic data structures available there trees stuff like and uh, dynamic programming and other stuff but in, in in my case since i was applying for android development which is kind of this front end part of the tech stack in any company so they didn't grind me that much but i'd still say dsa is important at least uh, stack queues lists string operations those things are very important to crack any coding interview that's my thoughts that's those are my thoughts right. yeah yeah so i guess uh, you both bring up like some crucial points which we'll get uh, to the end at the end mm-hmm. uh, so the guy who i'm uh, most dying to ask this question <laughs> to amarth <laughs> how much dsa preparation did you do for the job that they're doing right now <laughs> so uh, uh, as if you guys don't know i'm a i'm a product designer so uh, <laughs> i i used to study dsa all night long um, <laughs> by the way for, for the ones who didn't get it that was sarcasm <laughs> so l- let's just say uh, uh, dsa for me was design study algorithms so uh, 
uh, i for me i think uh, I, but i did have a lot of people around me who were uh, applying for campus placements and uh, who were applying for off campus placements as well and i did look at them studying on basic concepts of dsa and even discussing amongst themselves and understanding the core concepts of dsa so i think that helped me understand that stuff as well and it's very important to understand those stuff i did not see any person around me who's gotten a good placement or off campus or on campus mugging stuff up they were just basically understanding the concepts and that's how um i take everything in life but you should uh, that's how i think you should prepare for dsa as well when it comes to product design uh if if there are any people anybody who's trying to apply for a product design role uh, just don't care about dsa i would say <laughs> so i guess that sums it up if you are looking to be a ui ux stuff which we'll talk about in detail later so uh, i guess my experience with dsa uh, was similar to i guess uh, uh, as yashwan said i being a security engineer or like devsecops engineer to be more precise i didn't really have to deal with dsa that much uh, but as far as i could like understand how it goes for at least campus placements for that matter is that they have the first barrier to entry is dsa i mean they don't really uh, grill you on questions but uh, the even qu- the questions that you ha- encounter are pure dsa questions which i think uh, most of us uh, would encounter on sti- sites like geeks for geeks and all so uh, my experience was that i i actually saw a whole bunch of people getting in through mugging up stuff this might not be true for off campus roles for sure because uh, that's uh, mostly interview based stuff but uh, on campus because uh, i maybe it's because of the way that uh, they are faced with like a challenge of uh, doing this for maybe 3000 4000 people at once that they are forced to give out questions and uh, based on the people who are s- solving those questions or the uh, maximum right attempts or whatever they have to choose in people i mean like they can't do individual interviews for 400 4000 people actually so uh, that's where i personally felt that people who kind of were able to mug up solutions in in a way that when i when they encountered a question they were able to just vomit out the answer they were able to get through at least the initial few rounds which were technical computer based they might or might not get through the job because there's an interview at the end anyways but uh, talking specifically about cracking the initial barrier to entry on on campus placements i think mugging up is the least uh, uh, effort strategy to go about doing coming to yashwant's point i think uh, yashwant you said that uh, uh, dsa is not that important for like uh, like off campus placements but uh, you also mentions uh, it's, it depends on the role right so i i kind of agree with that point that it depends on the role for me it was not that big of an issue but i'm pretty sure dhiraj if he tried off campus or maybe he has some experience with that so i'm pretty sure they'll ask you dsa questions be it in the form of like a technical round or an interview where they like grill you on questions right uh, then and there in person i like okay. to add one point over here so one of sure. my friend who was working with me in zomato when i initially joined he was full time so just just after a month after i joined so he applied for amazon off campus Uh, he is also a fresher in the sense he completed it, he is 2019 passer so it was around like 6 months he was working in zomato so it didn't qualify as a very a uh, uh, full time employee so in the sense he is a fresher and he had three rounds of dsa in amazon when he applied to off campus so obviously even for off campus you need dsa if you if you are aiming fang companies right yeah even if you are aiming for some sd roles um, because it's more of generic if you are if you know the less, like 
यशवंत अप्लाइड फॉर एंड्रॉयड एंड इफ समन समर्थ अप्लाइड फॉर प्रोडक्ट एंड आयुष अप्लाइड फॉर सिक्योरिटी सो इन दोज केसेज इट्स नॉट डेट रेलिवेंट बिकॉज यू आर वेरी मच हैव गुड एक्सपर्टाइज ऑन योर डोमेन सो दे लास्ट यू फ्रॉम योर डोमेन ओनली but uh, when you go with those sd jobs so in most of the companies they do ask for dsa yeah i guess it's it's very much dependent upon the fact that sds are not for the most part if it's like a big company or something are supposed to be tech specific right because the company i believe expects them to be able to solve problems rather than know a particular language or a framework right yeah, and that exactly. kinds of plays into the fact that if they know dsa the company has some kind of assurance ki hey if he encounters a certain problem he might be able to uh, solve this problem and we can give him the tools or like tell him what tools to use hmm correct right so uh, okay so another really uh, frequently asked question about placements is how important is cgpa <laughs> like i i guess uh, we'll start with summer this time So what what about you Samad how how important was CGPA for you for getting placed uh, yourself and how do you perceive CGPA's importance for like people around you that you have encountered I think I think it makes sense to start with the person who had the lowest CGPA uh, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of CGPA I think it uh, there are two two ways of going about it if you want an on camp on campus placement please please do maintain the bare minimum of a 9 cgpa if if you do not want an on campus placement you want to go for off campus that's basically you're applying for something that you're interested in and it's probably not something you're studying in your college at least in your bachelor's it could be something you're studying in your masters and you're focusing towards it but at least in your bachelor's which is much more generic you might not be studying that or you might have just taken up one course in that so um, at that position it's more about your interest and not your cgpa but keeping a bare bare minimum in mind that i want to keep a 8 cgpa or even if for some people if it's 7 7 cgpa so that at least i have something to fall back on because um it's all, always good to have a backup option in life right because you never know what can happen we we never thought that something like covid would pop up and uh, just like that anything can happen in life and at certain positions if you do not get in the uh, off campus placement you always have a fallback option so just keep in mind just keep a bare minimum you set that standard for yourself uh, there's nobody telling you that you have to maintain 9 or 8 or 7 cgpa you decide it for yourself that what is good for you and how you can balance it between off campus and on campus and just maintain that there is i don't think so there is any push into that i need to i need to get get the first position in college and stuff like that because if even if you're in the top 100 you get you get the same opportunity as being the first uh, first or second because frankly speaking there's a lot of competition and companies know about that and it, just 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 research with your seniors that what all was taken into consideration with what with which company So that in that way you can decide which cgpa you want so if you want to get into something like amazon you know that you need a 99 cgpa if if you decide okay i do not want to get into amazon i i can apply for companies like atlassian or even apply for companies like swiggy um that come into the campus you you're fine okay okay i don't need a 9 cgpa i can i can manage with a 8 cgpa as well so a little bit of talking with seniors that's that would help a lot in that scenario mm, okay i see So yeah I kind of agree with the fact that uh, 
the cgpa depends on the context that you're applying for and having a fallback is definitely an important thing especially for people who are looking to go for placements rather than something like higher studies or something even actually I, if you go for higher studies i believe cgpa is like an like the most important criteria that you can think of but uh, yeah let's let's uh, talk to us dheeraj dheeraj what are your thoughts on this yeah i completely agree with samarth on that like you must uh, maintain a bare minimum cgpa so from my point of view considering all the colleges in india a bare minimum of 8 cgpa is enough for getting placed in any company uh, all across the world but when you when it comes to higher studies it's better to be a 9 pointer because uh, it impacts a lot when you apply for courses like outside india and uh, coming to the off campus placements also cgpa is not a bar so i guess in microsoft and all those companies that's 6 or 6.5 so i guess cgpa is not a bar in uh, getting placed at a big company but yeah in come in colleges like uh, vit manipal thapar so where you have a lot of students so at that time what college placement cell does is they filter upon on cgpa so at that time also cgpa comes very handy so in colleges like this it's better to maintain a 9 point so uh, like uh, if you, if you distill down what you both kind of said is basically if you are looking for college placements it's it's ideal to have like a higher cgpa probably maybe 9 and in general in life i guess 8 cgpa is fine <laughs> yeah. in fact even a 7 cgpa should be fine so my personal account with this is that uh, i did never kind of aimed for like a 9 cgpa because i knew that that's like an effort that I, i'd rather put in somewhere else and uh, uh, knowing that the fact that i was going to stick to having an 8 plus cgpa kind of went till uh, the end that i knew it was decent enough for like most off campus stuff if it was ever required that is and uh, i think a lot of companies actually have a really low cgpa that people that most students or people don't really know about that uh, as far as i remember from my microsoft interview from like some off campus thingy that i was part of Uh, the cgpa whatever criteria was actually 7 cgpa whereas uh, when the same cam- company came on to our campus the cgpa was i think uh, around 9 9.5 so, 9.5 yeah okay there you go so uh, that that's i i get it like why do college placements have to do it because they have to like shorten the number of uh, people that are uh, going going to sit for that particular placement because companies can't uh, be like we want to interview just everyone right and they'd rather, rather like have the creme de la creme of like the batch there is than having to do this for everyone anyways like let's move on to yashwant yashwant what's your uh, idea about cgpa and how does it affect placements so for myself i mostly uh, got on my internships or job through off campus only but i'll say no one has ever asked me cgpa at all okay i mean because when i share i only share my resume and then they like check that and come like that but uh, as deeraj and samarth and uh, you said it's very important to have fallback options as well i mean actually i mean to be honest i don't have much points to add to this because it was mostly summarized by them this but way. in my perspective cgpa was not asked in off campus for me two companies one is red bulls one is zomato i can say mostly product based companies or small startups they don't really care about your cgpa it's about uh, your uh, your profile and your skills they see but the thing is if you're not maintaining a cgpa you have to make sure your your profile stands out from the crowd or you are maintaining your cgpa that's that has to be something for, uh, uh, for you to you know get a job like that definitely i like i actually like uh, second what yashwant said that it doesn't really 
matter what your cgp is based on the role that you are applying for specially mm. especially because even i had a similar experience where none of the people that i talked to were asking my cgpa uh, mm. for all my interviews that i did and what not mm. in fact like there was there were instances where uh, the thing of cgpa and like college marks and all came up and the interviewers told me that they flunked classes and all <laughs> and we laughed about it so <laughs> i it kind of depends on what you want to do guys and i guess we can take it uh, from there that cgp is important based on the context so okay uh, uh, so talking about like subjects that we go through in college we uh, as cs students me uh, uh, yashwant and dheeraj we've gone about like i think 40 45 subjects we're studying different aspects of computer science and what not but uh, when it comes to like placements i think the most stressed out topics that we have are operating systems database management systems and computer networks right and uh, dsa also but like dsa is already something that we have talked about and it's a domain of its own so let's stick to subjects like domain specific subjects so uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, like chapter not chapters but like topics like os dbms and computer networks uh yashwan what what do you want to go what do you want to say about that it is very important for me at least not not just for job just for your daily uh, uh, not just not just getting your uh, uh, going through interviews and all but even in daily life i see it's kind of important nowadays so uh, for in in uh, to be honest i was not asked asked a lot of os questions and dbms questions and all because my role i applied for android development but i know my friends a lot of a lot of people even for off campus and in on campus placement they were asked a lot about database questions specifically sql they they used to the people used to ask to ask them to write about sql ask them to write sql commands and they used to ask network questions and, and database is something really important and os actually i haven't heard a lot of people the uh, uh, being asked about os questions but it's really really important for you to understand if you are developing something which is os specific for me it was very important because i work on the android os so i need to know what the thread is processes process life cycle and stuff like that and also dbms helped me a lot because in android we used to do this caching and also that it helped and for if you are playing for back end roles it is the main, the main thing that get asked every time computer networks is probably ayush might get that because security and uh, other stuff requires computer networks computer networks is something that you need to uh, uh, study more deeply depends on the depending on the role you apply either it's off campus or on, on campus and i'd say that and other subjects like cryptography or uh, i mean it, other subjects depends on again the role i'll say right So yeah, I mean, like, um, like knowing anything other than these uh, three, four topics, I guess, is kind of a bonus for the companies that interview you, because mm. uh, they they have like kind of a set of questions that they have prepared for things like this. Obviously, the interviews go goes on to be a more personal experience, mm-hmm. but I believe uh, they have to start off with a standard standard set of questions, right? Because how do you like personalize everything and then uh, segregate different interviews? Uh, and say like which one's better and which one wasn't so i guess it makes sense to like know stuff what you want to do and like obviously learn what you want to learn but uh, talking about these specific topics again i think uh, on campus obviously they hold very much importance because questions and all they come interview questions come from them but again like off campus scenario is very domain and role specific so as yashwan said it depends on what you're applying for 
coming to you dheeraj uh, what are your thoughts on this what what do you what's your take yeah i also agree with uh, what yashwan said like it's very much important when it comes to our day to day job like when we are uh, designing a system we should have a clear about, idea about the basics of uh, database management systems so that we can choose what kind of database we want to and whether we need to do sharding and all those things and when it comes to jobs like data engineer and all those things so at that time in interviews also they ask questions from dbm so again uh, as you all said like it's role specific so sometimes companies might ask sometimes they might not ask like recently i was interviewed by dshaw so what they are uh, moving into is like they are trying to switch to this core computer science subjects like os dbms and computer networks because according to them like dsa as i used said like everyone is bugging up and they only have a set of specific questions but in subjects like os dbms you can go in depth and ask about some difficult concepts which uh, many of them they are not very much clear about about paging and how memory works how you can handle all those things so that's uh, my take on this right and uh, what would you say your thoughts are on system design like is it required for an entry level job no system design it's uh, not required for an entry level job but sometimes companies do ask about database design but not exactly system design so if you can design a database that and then you are very much good for any on campus as well as off campus placements okay understood so uh, so me yashwant and uh, dheeraj are from cs background but uh, let's talk to samarth who's not exactly studied all these topics but still is uh, not exactly unaware of these topics either so samarth uh, how how would you as like a third person from a third person perspective say that uh, uh, these topics how important they are um when when it comes to certain technical topics uh, uh, all all i can say is i'm from the uh, electronics and communication background and i have done um my job in product design so i i i am as far as away from these topics as as it can get so uh, when it when it comes to these topics all i can say is that just talk to people who are around you who do, who who are studying these topics probably get involved in projects uh, with people who are doing these topics even if you're not in, uh, directly involved with people who are developing it and you are the person who's developing it you, you do not have to be that that person So just be involved in the domain you like like i was involved in a project like a designer that that would help you at least understand the basic fundamentals of it that helps you out in any 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 job any domain because having a general overview of any topic that is not related to your domain or even if it's remotely related to your domain would help you out understand your team better and uh, that that's that's something a lot of people look into when it comes to off campus placements as well because if, even if you're giving an interview and you talk like okay i i have a basic idea of how to do this and this as well so they kind of take it as a positive way that this could help in team building and this person would bond in well with that team as well and that the work would be done better so that's a plus point you don't have to focus on it just just pay attention to what what's happening around you i would say right okay so i guess that kind of brings us to the end of like our first segment where we talk about like most kind of frequently asked questions uh, about placements uh, let's let's move on to some other topics that are very much uh, of interest for like the most uh, people in co- campus and like college uh, the the most uh, f- another like uh, frequently asked question and like one of the key differences 
that people want to know about is uh, what's what's the scene with like campus and off campus placements like how do they work what's the differences and uh, what are the different things that we have to do about them so uh, why don't we start with someone who did an uh, off campus and like even in fact an off topic uh, internship and then scored a job as well so samat uh, what would you say are the differences like key differences between campus and off campus placements um so let's let's just uh, take it like that uh on campus placement is running a marathon and off campus placement is going out for a run yourself so in a marathon <laughs> it's it's longer it's difficult it's it's more difficult but you have people around you so you look at them and say okay these people are also doing the same thing i'm doing so we're on the same path so i have people around me while while you're you're going for an off campus placement you know the path you're going on you know that you'll come back home you'll get back home and you know you can stop whenever you want but you don't have people around you you don't have the people who are taking the same path as you because uh, everybody is applying for a different position and the people who are applying for a different position can't guide you in in a very direct manner but yeah that's 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 how i i would give a analogy to it but at the end all all you need to understand is that both of them are right in their own senses you just need to figure out what is right for you some people prefer a job wherein they they can explore and uh, some people a lot of people are not really focused on one development side or any other domain or whatever they want to focus on they are not very keen on sticking on one thing so they want to uh, get into a very generic role where they can expand their horizons and that's where on campus placements help out as well you need to understand what on campus roles your your uh, university offers you need to talk to your seniors you need to talk to your friends that these were the placements that happened last year and figure out that okay these these suit me these some some might be direct some might be gen- general but it gives you a very general idea of what 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 kind of things you will ex- you can get when you apply for on on campus placements but when it comes to off campus placements you have a very big horizon but you need to be very very well prepared and you need to be very very well articulated on the fact that this is now you're not competing with people who are who are just in your university you're competing with the world and you don't you don't even see the faces of people who are, you're competing with so just just keep that in mind and you need to be better than all of them and uh, it's it's a little more ruthless but both of them have their own fun it's it's up to you which whichever way you want to go but i would why would never say that stick to one position you should always always have a fallback option that does not mean that you put in equal amount of hours in both positions if you're applying for off campus stick to off campus but if you have an option where you find a good option for you in on campus just make sure you're ready for that as well so in in our university you need in most universities you need to pay a certain amount of security deposit to sit for for placements just make sure you pay that so that if a company comes that is of interest to you you have the option going there if you do not have a backup option or you haven't paid that you might regret it later so just just be prepared at the end don't worry about it you'll figure it out just just make sure that you, if you are applying for off campus placements you you are ready for a mental breakdown that you are alone in it and if you're applying for on campus placements you're ready for a mental breakdown that god there's so much competition around me in my room only okay 
that was a rather detailed answer and i really like the tunnel analogy so uh, yeah like uh, i guess i i very much agree with whatever samath has said and that in the fact that uh, they both are different kinds of battles and the fact that uh, campus placements you kind of feel this uh, sense of security because you see everyone doing it and then you feel like okay everyone if if everyone's doing it this might not exactly be the wrong thing and i am on the right track but when it comes to off campus stuff even like with this is something that i felt felt personally as well was the fact that uh, that i have to put in effort from myself and nobody is going to question me ki, hey are you actually applying for camp uh, off campus jobs are you reaching out to people on linkedin maybe and maybe doing emails and what not so i guess off campus uh, placement takes a little bit of self discipline that uh, one has to cultivate uh, if they don't really have it right away but yeah as samad said uh, campus placements are uh, a marathon whereas uh, uh, off campus placements are going out for a run yourself so okay coming to uh, yashwant so yashwant uh, what uh, like do you agree with samad whatever samad said do you want to add anything to that i agree to both of you actually that's so true i mean everyone everything has its what to say its own struggles that's so true and then one specific point i want to talk about is about how are you stole about the discipline that you have to cultivate for off campus stuff in on campus it's so true that companies come i mean you know what companies are coming you'll prepare accordingly according to that and stuff but in off campus mostly when you are applying if you are choosing a specific role it may be or may not be that company may be or may not be having that role at that time so you'll have to wait for it and uh, if your profile is very good you can convince them to open a role for you that's a different case so that is happening in and uh, the thing another point is in on campus placement you get a job you get one job offer and you have to be with it and in off campus you get to explore a lot of, you get you get a lot of options you can choose from that uh, that is there and uh, other than that uh, i guess on one, that note uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt you yeah, i think uh, on the point that you said there's lot more to explain uh, explore off campus uh, even it, it's a little counterintuitive i guess to think about it but uh, when mm. one is once you think about it mm. uh, even though we have more options when we are talking about off campus scenario uh, don't you think that in an off campus scenario you end up having a more specific role to your liking whereas in on campus uh, placements mm. where you do not have that much options about what you end up doing as like your day job but mm. uh, you you have a more uh, uh like a random sense of ki okay i don't really know what i'm going to do at the end of the day once i get a placement on campus <laughs> uh i'm i'm sorry i didn't get that can you just uh, summarize that again so sure 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 so so my question kind of is that when we talk about off campus placements as some much said as i i'd agree and i'm pretty sure dheeraj and you would agree as well that the horizon is extremely vast Mm. and you could think of like any role and you can apply for it right because it's off mm. campus you uh, yes. you are approaching them to like get you to do something mm-hmm. and uh, when we talk about on campus we say that the options are limited ki hey you can only be a tester you can only be uh, a developer or uh, at so times true. you can only be some other role but mm-hmm. don't you think it's counterintuitive that uh, when you are applying for off campus stuff you end up with a more specific role whereas mm. if you are on an on campus scenario you end up with a more random role which is like the opposite of uh, their their features i guess or characteristics that we just said yes okay that's true that's true i mean when i said uh, you get we get a lot of uh, exploration thing what, what i meant is uh, the companies that you apply for that that we can 
choose by ourselves whether like for example you applied for a company you got a job and then yeah. you later you realize that the work culture may not be that good you can explore you can start applying for another company position of course you decided according to your your uh, what to say a skill set but i'm just telling this you can apply to a lot of companies you can have a lot of offers from different companies that's what i try to say that right okay understood got it so uh dheeraj uh, what are your thoughts on like everything that we've been talking about so far i have had experiences of uh, both on campus as well as the off campus placement and i uh, agree what you all said like off campus is like the road which is less traveled by so people do get afraid while traveling to that road because it involves a lot of hard work not only you need to uh, inculcate good technical skills within you but you also need to know how to market yourself you basically you need to reach out to recruiters as yashwan said if uh, you have the skill you can even um, open a new role in that company if they think that you can contribute to the company so it's a it's a, a lot of you need to be very much focused when you are searching for an off campus job but coming to the on campus job like uh, if you want some security like uh, as you told like others are running so you can also run and you can grab that job but again i have seen people like when they apply for on campus they don't know anything about the job profile and anything they just look at those packages and company and they just grab in the job but in the later future they regret about it like this role was not suitable for me so i'll basically advise all um, the people who are hearing it like you should first decide what you want to do uh, then just go to the uh, off campus or on campus thing because in on campus there'll be there might be roles which you are not interested in but eventually you can switch to that roles uh, in the later future so that's all from uh on that note uh dheeraj what about the fact that uh, i i personally would believe that it it's uh, a rather difficult thing to uh, switch actually your roles i mean like it's mo- it's one of those things that you that you'd call it's easier said than done because uh, let's say for example a guy who's interested in security right and hmm. security is not uh, that uh, uh, not i i don't want to say well unwelcome but like it's it's the barrier to entry to to my field is i i'd say uh, rather huge so uh, people don't really look for people uh, or like freshers who are going to be an entry level person for them as in security i mean like there are jobs obviously but it's uh, it, the number is rather less as compared to the people who want to get those jobs right so how would you uh, uh, say that like switching over time uh, is like how feasible is it how feasible is to switch a role uh, starting out something else and ending up uh, with something else yeah uh, i would like to explain that so first of all like uh, if you are unsure about that role like you were very much sure but suppose a guy who is unsure like whether he wants to go to security or not so he can start off with a job in a company in which uh, team switching is very easy and it's feasible in a company like amazon microsoft and even in startups uh, like swiggy oyo whatever the knowledge that i have got from my seniors so team switching is not that difficult so you can switch between your roles but again it should not be like uh, you are switching directly from a q and a to a developer 
बट या यू कैन डेफिनेटली स्विच फ्रॉम एस डी रोल टू अक्योरिटी इंजीनियर और टू एंड मोबाइल एप्लीकेशन डेवलपर सो इट्स वेरी मच फिजिबल इन सम ऑफ द कंपनीज बट एज यू टोल्ड लाइक इट्स नॉट फिजिबल इन ऑल द कंपनी सो ऑलमोस्ट आई से लाइक फिफ्टीन टू ट्वेंटी परसेंट ऑफ द कंपनीज दे अलाउ स्विचिंग ऑफ रोल्स yeah i guess uh, it will be those companies that are either, either uh, really huge and are uh, uh, are looking towards engineering talent ra- rather than like sticking with uh, roles and tags and then we talk about the the budding companies the startups and all like you talked about yeah. the, i think the mid tier companies uh, stick to uh, predictability i guess and that's why they want to pe- they want to have people with specific roles doing specifically what they want them to do instead of like budding uh, figuring out what's works uh, what's working best for a particular guy right on an individual level yeah exactly so uh, what about linkedin profiles uh, so you talked about getting off campus placements uh, sorry uh, off campus uh, job so job offers as well and like doing interviews and all so how, how was your approach about it? like how much uh, a linkedin profile is worth when you're talking about off campus placements at least yeah from uh, my point of view uh, if i talk about my journey whatever the off campus uh, jobs uh, offers that i have got i have got through linkedin only so uh, you need to just prepare a strategy on how to reach on to the recruiters whom to reach out to and if your linkedin profile stands out then you have a very good chance so i have seen like recruiters they directly contact you as well even if you have not contacted them so you will get some random pings from a recruiter like i hey i look through your profile it seems good to me can we connect sometime so if your linkedin profile is not that appealing you will not uh, you will not get those kind of offers so even if you have good skills but if you can't market them on linkedin then it is useless so from my point of view like uh, having a good linkedin profile is very much essential for getting off campus job it's basically it makes the path very easy rather than you applying on multiple job portals it's better if you can approach someone who is working in that company either he might refer you or you can directly contact a recruiter regarding the same right i think uh, i and you yashwant had a conversation about this uh, getting a job through linkedin profile and reaching out to people right uh, would you want to share that methodology that you talked uh, about so yeah even i i totally say a linkedin profile is very very important and before me uh, coming to that strate- strategy point of how, like how to apply in off campus like with the linkedin profile i'd say linkedin profile is as it's like it's very important as your resume and the updating part of it is also very important most people just uh, do it once and then they forget to update it so make sure you guys update that every every one now and then like when you are to a new project or you go to a hackathon or you get a certificate or something that's one thing uh having good linkedin profile in 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 the sense some people mistake it and then they post a lot of stuff so it's it's good that you post something on linkedin but make sure that doesn't annoy the other person and make sure when you post something it's kind of unique and if you small small things people used to share in linkedin so that thing you can avoid that even though your profile is very good people who, who follows you or someone when they check out your profile they look at your activity and it's like what's oh, like this this is just a small thing i wanted to say another thing about the strategy about getting off campus jobs through linkedin and with your linkedin profile is definitely you can reach out to hrs and uh, you can ask them about the profile and everything but if you think Uh, after a while that the if you get a rejection for example and if you think oh my god this person didn't uh, he judged me in the sense he didn't he didn't know how uh, how much of efforts i put in and stuff like that 
so that might happen so the best thing is reach out to engineering managers if a company has one or go to technical vice president and stuff like that if not go to the seniors i mean sd3 or sd2s and at the last you can keep a last resort of sd1 because if you tackle from the seniority level it's because they have this uh, voice on the company i mean they have this power in the company like if they have this power to move your profile forward in the company that's why you target from engineering manager to uh, seniors senior engineers and then go for the junior engineers like that i mean having good linkedin profile help you over that in uh, starting a new conversation because when usually those kind of people who are having a high position in a company they'll be getting a lot of emails and messages so they obviously they look at that but when they read that one simple head, uh, tagline of yours uh, the bio of yours uh, it should be very catchy that they're impressed by that one thing even before opening your profile and then they start replying to you and then they'll definitely check out your profile and they'll develop interest on you so this is very important okay right so uh, adding on to one key uh, point that you said yesterday inst- like not just the profile but the activity is also very relevant i mean like mm-hmm. i would totally agree with the fact that if i go and look at someone's profile no matter how good it looks if that person has not mm-hmm. written posted or like uh, reacted on anything for like a year i mm-hmm. am not so sure whether what is up to and uh, is that guy mm-hmm. still around and looking for a job or maybe is retired or what not so yeah okay. uh, i i recently like uh, realized this fact like a few months back i guess and i started posting myself and then it actually really helped like this is a true story from my end that uh, uh, it would be the fact that i would be reaching out to people not just for like internships or jobs but generally uh, because i'm interested uh, in working with them or like knowing what they have to share and stuff so uh, talking about that uh, that switched from the moment that i started posting stuff i had have uh, i've had a like a burst of uh, requests coming in for connections people talking to me i somehow even had a like guy reach out to me to write a book i don't know if it'll that will go through or what not but it's it's really cool to uh, like see and uh, realize the fact that once you start uh, marketing yourself as uh, dheeraj said uh, people reach out to you instead of you having to put in the effort to reach out to them and like find them find the relevant people they'll re- they reach out to you once you have started showing visibility on your end So uh one uh, one thing that I'd like to ask Summer Summer since you're not exactly doing like a uh a, a, a software role so how would you want to do uh, how would you how did you go about doing like uh, side projects like for maybe CS people it will be developing some app some projects some website or whatnot but uh, what about you what were your side projects as a designer so when it when it comes to side projects i would kind of link it to linkedin as as well here because something i have noticed is that you need to be very very uh, very very articulated and very very direct on what you approach like um, uh, what do you want and what what kind of things you want to post you need to figure out that what is important on your side and what puts you out as a person better so uh, at the end when it comes to building projects and uh, doing uh, side roles i think it's it's the best way to get some experience because when you start applying for jobs off campus you kind of the first thing you realize is that nobody's looking for freshers everybody the everywhere the position and the roles that are written are like 2 to 3 years of experience required and it just gets gets worse from that then it gets to seven or eight years of 
experience and that that experience is directly related to how much work you've done so even if you have taken up a side project at a startup you and you've worked with them for 6 months that is something you can tell the technical recruiter or dhr that i have done a side role for 6 months so that counts as my experience i mean it does not count as a job but it adds some value to it so that really helps out in that sense because at the end if you are applying for a fresher position and there are no positions you need a way to stand out in comparison to any other fresher out there and you need a way in which you can compete with people who have 2 to 3 years of experience so that would help you out in a bigger sense then the next thing is doing building a profile i think building a profile is very very important because i think that there is a huge huge experience issue in how recruitments work nowadays i mean people hate linkedin but that's the only way to go about recruitment so you have to stick to linkedin i mean people have started posting certificates if you scroll through linkedin you will see at least 20 people posting the same certificate so that that makes it i mean it's fine for our side but it makes it very difficult for the recruiter side so just imagine they go to a profile that has posted so many certificates but at the end when they look at the certificates they look at it that it's a very basic uh, level of thing and it is divided into different different domains so it kind of does not add impact to your profile as well so you need to be very very sure of what you want to post i mean as yashwant and ayush said you have to decide and you have to post that is that is very important that you have to post so uh, you need to be very sure that uh, okay i want to apply for this position so um, i want to post on this uh, uh, if you are applying for a product design role so you want to post on that stuff but that does not mean that if you have done a site certification you post that as well i mean add that to your certifications but you need to highlight what is important to you and what is important to your job role and that's how you build a profile as well and that is where your experience matters as well so, yeah that that's my two cents on it right so uh, at least on the certificate thing yeah i'm totally uh, in for whatever you're saying like my feed is filled with people like putting up certificates say i got this uh, course complete and completion certificate and what not but uh, i guess I'll, the point i'll differ a little from what you were saying is instead of just posting about the certificate i think it's fine to post about something that you're happy about and it's it's anyways like a technical thing it's not a random i don't know not related to career certificate but uh, instead of just saying ki hey you know what i got the certification i'd say i think it will make more sense to talk about what you learned like what one learned from a course what was interesting in that course and why why do you think that course actually matters for like uh, like the people that you're trying to get the visibility from uh why would it matter to them about like you getting a certificate i mean there there's a difference that i say it's there's a difference between certificates and certifications where certificates is just a course that you're posting about and uh, uh for people who just blatantly post certificates this there's nothing wrong with that i don't personally mind it but uh, i i'd like to talk to them about the fact that uh, if you're posting uh, say for example if you're doing a course on coursera or udemy for that matter and then you complete it and then you post a certificate uh, on linkedin right it's just another course it's not a certification so if you are willing to post that course why do you not uh, like update your linkedin or put up a post every time you complete a semester with the five or so subjects that you have gone through that semester because they also are courses right so uh, i i i actually think uh, people need to understand the fact that 
uh, whether or not you have a certificate about a course is not really something that i'm interested in i'd rather know what you actually learned from that and uh, uh, people need to understand the difference between certificates and certifications certifications are when uh, from a uh, from an authority of that topic for example if it's if you talk about aws so uh, the best people to talk about aws are people from aws right so if you have a certification from aws saying ki hey this is uh, this guy certified to do cert- certain stuff uh, it makes sense to share that because now i know ki hey the, the highest authority has like kind of guaranteeing that okay this guy knows uh, his, his things and his stuff around uh, say aws but uh, completing a course on python to uh, do data science is not exactly something that uh, uh, i'd want to know about because if you are say applying for a data science role i would uh, i would actually expect you to know so- certain stuff and would not have to want to go to your linkedin profile to see hey whether or not this guy has done uh, a course on data science with python something so i guess yeah that's that's kind of my take on it uh, so okay let's let's move on to something uh, else now uh so we talked about what's right and talk applying for different kinds of roles and what different kinds of role entail they might or might not uh, include dsa and everything so so uh what uh, i think we want to do is like uh, talk about how we decided our roles and maybe that will help us help people out who want to know uh, how to go about deciding what they want to do in life because a lot of people starting out in colleges have this issue that they have not exact for example again talking specifically about a lot of people who take up cs because that's one of the most uh, hottest branches i guess i'll say in engineering so uh, when people from branches like bio or some other branches come into the college and take up cs and they have not really done any cs uh, like in plus 2 and like their 11th and 12th so they they uh might find a bunch of things interesting for example they might find os interesting they might want to learn more about how to build compilers they're uh, happy with like web development and a guy who's interested in all three might get confused about what they want to do so uh, uh why don't we like start with dheeraj dheeraj how would you say like how do you go about deciding what's the correct role and what one, what one should do and maybe you could also talk about how you prepared and decided that you want to want to be a full stack software engineer yeah so the first thing that's uh, very important is like uh, if it's better if you experiment with a lot of stuffs then only it's better that you can choose a role so if you have experimented with a lot of tech then you exactly know what tech you want to work on or uh, sh- should you progress with that technology or not and uh, if you have just gone through all the phases of a software development life cycle like if you have done a bit of testing if you have been done a bit of development then you know that if you like testing more than development so maybe you can opt on for roles which are more related to testing and quality assurance but if you have not experimented with uh, the stuffs then it becomes very much difficult to choose on a role so in that case you must go with a very generic role uh that is a sde so from there it's very easy to switch on to a different role so from my perspective if you have experimented then you already know which role you want to go but if you have not then go with sde and coming to my journey i have done android development i have done cross platform react native as well as um uh front end web development in react angular so i like to juggle and with uh, juggle between the technologies and i just like uh, problem solving so that's why i chose sd because every day i like 
some problem thrown at me and i solve it with the tool that i have with my toolkit bag so i like to learn new technologies rather than mastering it on a whole but uh, learn it when i need it so that's uh, my take on that okay so yeah i i totally agree with you dheeraj over there with the fact that uh, one needs to experiment like that's exactly kind of what i did so i i had this uh, uh, sense of what i want to do in life like i i, I wanted a career in security and uh, yeah i worked towards that but like to go, like i always had this thing uh, which i guess a lot of people would have is that fact that they are a little anxious about hey what if i miss out on this domain that i might like right so i i deal with that anxiety by doing and like learning about that field so like uh, yashwan uh, yashwan and dheeraj have done a lot of stuff i also learned like i start off with python obviously so python has been there always with me uh, and I've, i still work with that but uh, i then tried my hand in front end i didn't really like it uh, but i know like a decent amount of it i guess to at least see and like work with it if i have to i've done back end i tried to learn ml i didn't really like it uh, and then a bunch of other things as well but uh, as it turned out i was right about what i wanted to do and then i was able to like figure out how to go about that and the experience that I, that i've gathered from all the experiments that i did was not wasted like that's one of uh, like a, a meta plus point i guess i'd say that even though you might want not want to end up in that field or you choose not to go into that field but uh, i guess you still knowing that field would uh, anyways help you like even if you don't uh develop for a living i guess like for my my job i don't really do a lot of development but it's imperative that i know how things work and uh having the fact that i've done development i kind of have this uh uh sense of okay this is how my this application be working at the back end and here's i can break it and this experimentation kind of always uh, like grows on iteratively like even in the domain that you've selected for me last year i wanted to be uh the cliched hacker right uh guy breaking into stuff and all but then i got this perspective ki hey everyone's doing that and uh, a, a more tedious and a more uh, a little uh, in my opinion a more uh, disciplined side to security is the defensive bit which people don't talk about like if there's a big hack right the uh, like if there's a breach or something that's happening people always go on and be like hackers are so dangerous and what not but there are plenty of instances that we don't know about and there's attacks were defended against like having uh, akamai defend the ddos against github and stuff like that so these are things that the technical circle knows but not the people in general so uh, someone like um, uh, your families or like my family wouldn't really know ki i defended something because there was no news and there was no attack and hence uh it it's kind of like the silent warrior thing that i figured that i and ended up in like the defensive side of security like having more interest towards that anyways coming back to uh yashwant uh, what what would you say was your way to figure out ki hey i want to be an app developer a mobile application developer it was something similar to how you guys figured out how you wanted to do what you guys wanted to do in the sense first uh even i was clueless and i entered the college i mean what i had to do and all So first, well, my first year went on in just doing computer programming, exploring different languages like JavaScript, Python, Java, everything. And then later on, it was by accident that I started doing uh, under development because uh, we once wanted to uh, do work on a project, and then everyone chose their own thing. So my friends chose one backend, one machine learning, and one uh, uh, frontend, and also I had I was forced to do the app side of it. But 
i ended up liking it at that moment it was the thing where you just uh, uh, do something and then it just turns up on your phone that excited me but that's me so that's how i decided it but uh, as everyone saying so you have to have this t model learning i have heard about this somewhere i'm not sure where but people say about talk about this t model learning so there is the vertical bar and there's a horizontal bar in t um uh, yeah so the right. horizontal bar is your is your uh, width of knowledge in sense how many technologies that you're good with for example front end back end blockchain ai and what not and you have to choose one superpower for yourself that is the vertical line in the t that where you know uh, the in depth of that field and i chose mobile development for that because i started with that and then i explored uh, uh, uh what is that front end development and i went through back end and then uh, blockchain and all and as i i i also hated machine learning and so that <laughs> uh, that so that superpower that you have to decide which you like whichever gives you this sense of satisfaction that you have built something whichever makes you very excited that's one i mean these are very common things that uh, you will hear from everyone that go with the things that exciting to you but you will feel that once you uh, really do something that make you exciting uh, i don't know how to put it but i'm telling you you'll feel that once you start exploring a lot of things that this is going to be what i'll be doing okay so yeah that that t t uh, learning path is actually really interesting and I, I, i'll look at it later but coming to samat samat uh, so yours is like the uh, most out there thing that one engineer can do right because uh none of us were design uh, like graduates i guess and none of us were design learning to how to design stuff while you were and uh, being an engineer btech is not exactly a design degree so how did you go about being a designer getting a job from that and uh, stuff around it so um actually just like yashwant i stumbled on design by mistake um uh, i i i in my first couple of years starting out uh, in my university i i wanted to be a web developer but coming down to the line i later realized with the feedback that i got that i'm uh, not that good at web development so i had to shift to a the thing that could probably be better for me and i thought okay let let's try and make something beautiful so i got into the creative design space and when i got into it i kind of just just like yashwan said i think the word yashwan wanted to use was love in first sight that's that's probably how you figure out what you want to do once you get into a domain and you look at the community around it that that is the that is the point you realize i want to do this because when you get into a topic you, you just don't start out by learning stuff and start making stuff you when you when you start learning stuff you search for stuff online and you get involved with the community and by getting involved in the community it does not mean that you reply to comments or or you talk to people online it just means if you even read that stuff that have that people have posted or the developments that are going on or you're reading some technical blogs or something like that that helps out and that's that's the point in your life where you realize okay this is something i i really really like and the, when i started out with design and i got into the ux side of things i kind of got that feeling yes i want to i want to build something and i want to take decisions which would be reflected on millions of devices and that that's 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 something that really motivated me 
I mean, I I I really like the concept that developers make something that come on comes on this lane, but I I I really wanted something that they do that, but the person taking that decision is me. So I I I I really like that authority. I would say. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was the reason. And when it comes to applying for a design role or something like that, it's it's fairly simple. I mean, uh, it's just like any other job. There is no special. Uh, treatment to it but all i can say is design is is growing like crazy it's expanding like crazy and it has already expanded like crazy because of the startups that are coming up because of the old companies that are rebranding because the generation is changing a lot and the mindset of people is changing a lot and the thought process of people is changing a lot the things they look out look at is also changing a lot people are dressing differently people are talking differently people are consuming content differently so everything is getting rebranded be it your oldest applications or be it your, your new applications everything is getting rebranded everything is getting changed your old applications amazon flipkart your new applications like uh, any startup like swiggy or zomato th- those those are also getting changes so that's that's where a ux developer come, designer comes in or a developer also comes in where there's a lot of opportunity for changing stuff and it's one of the most growing markets out there and when it comes out to picking out a job in ux field um, the community is very helpful it it's it's a beautiful community to be a part of people are super nice people are super helpful if you look at any linkedin post from any de- designer out there they're always ready to help you can ping anybody and i'm very sure anybody would help you out and each and every company has their own different way of approaching to it and that is the only drawback of being a designer that each and every company has their own design sense everybody uses a different tool everybody has a diff- it's a very small team right and in even in that team everybody might be using a different tool so you need to be very well versed with what com- what company is using what and that's how you target So if you if you really like Figma over Sketch, then choose a company that prefers building UI components in Figma. If you really la- like the Adobe atmosphere, then probably choose a company that uses that over the Sketch atmosphere. So it's it's up to you. It's a little bit of research. It's not a difficult research. Search for any interaction designer in any company, and they have would have probably posted about it, or it might be on their website. Or just reach out to any person in that company, and they'll reply to you on that. And if if you have a company target, just align to their concepts. If if you really want to get into Google, and you look look at that, okay, Google uses Adobe XD. Okay, then I have to align to Adobe XD. There's no option for you. Uh, on that note, Samantha. So one thing, one question. I can understand the fact that when you say uh, every company has their own design sense, right? So that that's something I guess that's true for software or like. basically the way that they've been doing things like every company has their own way to do things but uh, talking about like tools right as developers uh, so there's a st- standard set of tools that uh, one might need to use say for example git or something but uh, i would say that say adobe xd or sketch or figma is the uh, designer's id right as if you compare it with like the developers world or like any other uh, development job for that matter so uh, would you really say that uh, tools are also important when it comes to design which is not entirely true of development because i work with uh, uh, visual studio code right i don't really use an id that much and uh, 
for people who are doing this day in day out id is way more preferred than just a text editor or a code editor so uh, but then they have this freedom of choosing whether they want to use something like a jet brains id or net beans id or uh, maybe pycharm for doing it or visual studio so do you do you say that design is uh, a place where you'd have to stick to a tool if you're applying for a certain company um i would not say stick to a tool but i say i would say that you should have a preference on your side because that's that's one of the main questions that people ask when they're recruiting so just a brief interview uh, introduction on how interviews happen you have an hr round then you have a technical round that happens in every company there's more steps involved in each and every company but that's that's the basic crux of it so when you're when you're talking to a technical person he's he's the person who's doing that job that you are applying for so you need to keep, fit in that person's mind and the one of the main questions they ask is that what tool do you use and at that situation if you if you answer if you look at a company and let's say you you prefer let's say tool x and that company uses tool y you you and you say tool y because that company prefers tool y you, he might ask you a question that might not suit you so just be prepared for that you i mean you have you can have your own choice that's not a problem at all each and every company is very very flexible in design tools uh, let's just say in terms of my company i have let's say it's 10 designers in my company each and every person uses a different tool i mean it's 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 a it's a different task and uh, we are trying to align to that but yeah everybody uses a different tool but if you research on what company uses what tool and what is their primary tool you would kind of understand that okay these 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 kind of questions can come into me if you if, if a company is using tool x you can research on that tool x or even if you do not want to research on that tool x and you like another tool just focus on that tool and do not do not if even if they ask you about tool x they say that i haven't worked with tool x i i like i like the other tool and if you ask me anything about that i can probably do that and since i know how to use the other tool i can easily translate to this tool and i can understand this tool as well so focus on one tool do not do not do not get into the habit of okay this this new thing has come in so i'll go there it's good to check it out once but don't keep switching your workflow every month just just keep stick to one that that's 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 the that's the answer the companies don't it, selecting a tool does not matter at a company i would say basically like i if you boil it down you are talking about like the t learning wave that yashwan talked about like knowing different tools and how they work and all but like focusing on one to win, build your finesse on and then and not giving into the shiny new things syndrome basically like trying every like trying new things is fine but then okay now i want to completely switch to a complete something that's not been tried and tested and stuff like that right yeah if you build that habit that might cause a problem for you in your professional career so don't build that habit. totally yes and yeah obviously of course if you do not build a finesse over one tool at least it's like being the jack of all trade and master of none then you'd end up being a jack of like a jack of for the like entirety of your career i guess right so okay that's kind that's kind of the end of uh, whatever questions that are generic to like placements and getting a job and stuff like that but uh, the scenario that all of us are in right now not just like us four but like everyone out there in the world is that uh, there there's been lockdowns and there's uh, seclusion of people there people are practicing social distancing and that obviously has also affected 
the job scenarios and the way people have been working across the globe and uh, it's it's obviously forced a lot of companies that were uh, like monolithic in structure and were not exactly remote friendly to switch to a remote uh, scenario wherein they either have to equip the employees it, it, this is not specific to tech but like in general to be able to work remotely be it teachers or like professors uh, even like i've uh, come across people who doing lost of on like uh, like doing their case work online and stuff like that but uh, talking specifically about tech there's been a lot of uh, tension amongst people who are looking for internships right now for example people who are in their third year of bachelor's uh, especially in india this is the time or like the season where they uh, start out looking for internships and uh, potentially uh, hires right uh, as like a full time employee so uh, i guess my thought on this would be like it's like a two prong thing Uh, on on the one side it definitely has caused a lot of uh, reductions in the workforce that people have because there's budget cuts and depending upon the company uh, it it depends on whether they are making revenue or not and if uh, from a business point of view any company uh, ends up uh, uh, having to owe their functionalities and functions features and what not to the business that they are doing if it's not uh, able to sustain the number of people that they have right now they have to like let go of people right but uh, on the other side we also have companies that have been ingenious about it and then uh, figured out working remotely and that has opened a lot of opportunities for companies as well as like uh, uh, freelancers or like people who are looking for jobs because now they don't have to work on the constraint that i can only look for jobs in my geographical region for example now if i want to work in a company in say us i may or may not necessarily need a visa to go there because a visa is required if i have to go there physically but if they are willing to have this as a remote job i can do it from india and make a lot of money as well while working on something that i like so in a company that i might not have the opportunity to work for otherwise so uh let's go let's go around everyone and like ask their thoughts on it so dheeraj what, what do you think what's the impact of uh, covid-19 and the corona virus care that's out there right now in like the job scenarios that we have yeah corona okay. has uh, impacted a lot like people now all of them they are working remotely but as it has um, reduced a lot of job opportunities uh, considering the current scenario of startups like Uh, oyo and all those things whose business has uh, gone down like a lot but it has opened a lot of opportunities as you said uh, for remote job opportunities and uh, people have uh, started um, adapting this new normal way of working on from home and even many companies they have uh, they are trying to make it permanent because uh, it's helping increase the productivity for some of them and coming to the uh, on campus uh, perspectives like most of the big companies they are still recruiting but again they are recruiting less in numbers so the competition has definitely increased but uh, still there are a lot of uh, opportunities which are unexplored uh, by many of the students like the remote job opportunities of the outside india so that will come into the spotlines now okay 
yeah in fact i have heard of a lot of companies switching to remote not at least full time but like at least till the end of the year as far as i know google for one has told all its employees to stay at home and work from home uh, till 2020 ends uh, yeah. so i guess it is definitely going around uh, so what's what's your day like jashwant uh, you've been working from home right i believe yes i've been working from home since march and it's been quite a journey because uh, you get extended working hours and your productivity is increased the company is happy you work a lot and you are happy because you're staying with your parents and those things are that another thing is you really lo- lose track of uh, when weekday starts and when weekend starts and you end up getting work even during weekends and that's my <laughs> work from home experiences but coming to this uh, covid-19 impact i would say yes it has impacted but i still say it, you still have hopes especially in the computer science world and uh, this software jobs pe- companies are still running the services are still going on so they do require jobs again it's again based on the company that you apply for for example ola and uber nowadays they are facing uh, financial crisis but then all other like food and healthcare based startups are, are gaining a lot of traction nowadays so i purely say it depends on what company you apply for so make sure when you uh, apply for a company research more about that company and then uh, uh, proceed that's all so yeah i i kind of totally agree with this that uh, it it actually depends on the company or like where basically one's applying for a job or an internship because uh, obviously in the end if the company is not able to afford you irrespective of what work you or what skills you possess they are not going to hire you so uh, coming to you samat what's what's your uh, take on the job scenario like how difficult is it for me uh, not me but like for anyone to get a job or an internship as a designer right now like in this situation um what what i'll say is that uh, let's let's get a little philosophical here uh, i mean anything related to covid you just have to look at it positively i mean the more negativity you add to yourself the it'll, it'll get much worse for you so just 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 take the take this as it take this as uh, the glass is half full it's not half empty so just just make just look at the positives from it don't look at the negatives from it you you look at social media you look at that this company has fired these many people this company has fired these many people this company has shut down this office yes that's happening and that is a that is something that is happening but what you what what people are not realizing is that if if offices are shut the companies are adapting to a different model each and every company shifting to a different model each and every company is moving out of something and moving into a role they'll have new opportunities that open up because at the end companies need to survive right just because a uh, pandemic hit and they cannot uh, incorporate more people that does not mean the company would shut down these are big companies they need to figure out how to handle in such a situation so they will shift their models most many companies have started shifting their models most companies have added services to their models so that opens up more opportunities and similarly as ayush said you get opportunities from all around the world so just imagine you you were getting opportunities from one country now you're getting them from over 200 countries so just just keep that in mind so you, you get more opportunities i would say i mean it's it's a difficult time i would i completely agree it's a diff- difficult time for everybody out there but it's a difficult time for you Uh, but it's also a difficult time for each and every other person out there so it, it's equal so just just keep yourself positive i mean uh, i'll just give an example for myself i i i started searching for a job like around 1 month back 
it it was difficult but when i looked at it there were so many openings out there like so so many openings out there and companies are very very willing to look at talent at the nowadays rather than uh, looking for company college placements and marks so you you're in the golden you have so much time in your hands work on projects put it out online get the impact out there and then i'm i'm it's it's not difficult to get a job in this scenario uh, i mean a lot of people are putting it out that these many jobs have been lost so more will happen yes recessions work like that and that happens in everybody's lifetime it happens every 50 years so you need to be aware of that and it will happen again also so you need to be prepared for that but one thing people don't realize is that look at the graphs right after the recession there's a boom in jobs as well right because during recessions people are, are at home and new startups come up new opportunities come up so take it take it take it in a, as a positive aspect and look at it as a positive if you're positive if you reflect yourself even if you get one op- opportunity and you are positive for that opportunity you're going to land land that opportunity if you get 10 opportunities and you're negative in your life you're not going to land any, any opportunities just keep, keep positive just just keep a smile on your face and keep applying i would say right so positivity is the key i guess is the key takeaway uh, uh one thing that i kind of like want to emphasize on uh, and maybe you guys can pitch in as well is that uh, given we talked about this global scenario right that people can now get jobs from across the globe but uh, that that's this is an opportunity i guess for people who uh, were looking for off campus placements i'm i'm pretty sure this is the year if it it will be easier to get an off campus placement than an on campus one because uh, this time uh, it's not just your geographical area that you're looking for you're just looking for anybody uh in fact it's not you looking for them it's people across the globe looking for people uh, suitable people to give their internships or jobs to so uh, and uh, given that campuses are closed off and like people are not on campuses hence there's no technical round as such for right now and there's a there's a bit of a learning curve as well as like a setup uh, uh, time span that people have or colleges have to uh, invest in to get this thing up and running for like on campus scenarios but off campus things are going on and uh, i believe uh, that if you're looking or if you weren't looking at least for an off campus thing this is probably the right time to bring in all the things that you probably heard uh, on this on this episode about getting uh, your linkedin profile sorted uh, getting gaining visibility posting the right things uh, doing side projects figuring out what you want to do in life and uh, then just go about it like find a job for you and you might be happier that you have gotten a thing and be chilled out for the next semester while having instead of having to stress about it like till the end of your college days so uh, on that note i guess so that covers like this uh, episode on placements that we had for you guys thank you everyone for listening in to this episode and uh, we hope to see you for the next time if you have any suggestions or any ideas for things that you want to hear on our podcast please reach out to me uh, samar dheeraj or yashwant on twitter instagram linkedin wherever you can find us and uh, we'll be happy to take up your suggestions see you next time